0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 181, Batman vs. Superman, revisited with special guests.
1: Welcome to the
2: Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers.
3: <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Pomeran.
4: Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains.
3: Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Room in sci-fi for God. The very first thing that God did so was that he created something. So we have a creative God.
2: This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, but this is not just another episode of Strangers and Aliens. This is a very special episode of strangers and aliens because we have been joined by well i'm here obviously ben ben avery uh steve he's also here steve i'm here yeah, yeah. yeah. uh evan is you. here hello yeah evan who's been around for a little bit here and a voice that you're about to hear right now listeners this voice is a voice that you will find familiar i don't even know if he has to say his name but he's going to anyway welcome back sir
3: it's hi. Dr. J, so when you, wow, that was really anticlimactic. I you kind of built it up and then, and then like threw it to me. Yeah, Dr. J. Okay, Hi, let's guys. do it again. Let's do it again.
2: Hey, welcome back. It's. Hi, everybody. Me.
3: <laughs> it's me. <laughs>
2: it's Dr. J, Skies. Back once again by popular demand. We
0: told you he hadn't oh, left. Yes. He was just resting. Oh. My,
3: mom, my mom called in to ask for me again, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> He said by popular demand, so I was just figuring. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's good to hear you. Good to, I mean, I see a picture of you on my Skype, but it's also very good to hear you.
3: So, well, you know what? I don't see a picture of any of you. I only see a little lizard of Ben. And so, so I'm talking to two little stick men and a lizard.
4: Nice. Oh, that's cool. That
0: sounds like the dream
3: I had last night. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, my horoscope has come true.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, Doctor Jace, I've never actually talked to you. Well, I have talked to you. You've just never talked back to me. I've oh. I, when I'm listening in the car. That's you funny. Know, I my just,
3: wife says the same thing.
1: <laughs> I start talking aloud, and yeah,
3: so it's nice to actually have you respond to my voice. Hi. Well, this this is good. So, so when you're hearing us in the car, are you yelling at and like totally in disagreement, or how does that conversation usually go?
1: <laughs> not usually, not usually yelling, but uh, yeah, there there has been some disagreement, but I, I think I think a lot of agreement between you and I. It's the other
3: two. Uh, okay, well then we'll probably yeah. be friends then. Go. Oh, good, I hope so.
1: I mean,
0: look, let, let's face it. Most people, if they're disagreeing, they're disagreeing with Steve. I disagree. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, well, that's only because Ben. You try to agree with everybody as much as you can. You, you try to tippy toe. That's very true. I, tippy-toe. Tippy-toe. I do tippy
0: toe. I do tippy toe, but I also do have a broader range. I think of acceptance.
3: That 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 is basically saying the exact same thing in a more. But,
0: uh, shines, way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying the exact same thing, but in a way that shines a better light on me. Is what I think it is. <laughs> <That's exactly> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um so hey, for the most part, we're here to talk about Batman versus Superman, which is really why we reached out to Dr. Jace and said, Hey, yeah. this is this is one of those where we we need to bring you back in because Superman. Gotcha. Um uh, yeah. but we're also gonna do some catching up here because there's some movies that we've seen that you have seen, I'm sure, as well, that I would like to hear what you thought of. And uh I think you might be interested in what we thought of them. So
3: Yeah, I have my guesses on on um especially Batman and Superman. I- have some some more guesses i guess i'll take a shot at at, uh at the force awakens as well
0: so okay so you don't know evan very well um right but you could still guess about him but
3: um i'll guess and shot in the dark yeah
0: and and then we'll we'll get into the batman superman thing so yeah yeah all right so what do you think dr jace what how do you think steve reacted to star wars the force awakens
3: my best guess, and I, it's been a while. I had a, an original thought when it first came out, but I don't remember what it was. My, let me guess right off the top of my cuff. I would say that Steve found certain elements really exciting, but then there's probably some deep theological undertones to certain characters that <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I would venture to say, I, I, I would venture to say that um, that there were probably parts he really liked. and... And there was probably one or two parts that he had great disdain for, but that's my 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 guess.
2: Let's say you have it exactly wrong. There were like one or two parts that I liked, but most of it uh, I found derivative. I found that my my uh, my one word uh, uh, oh, review for it was pastiche, and it just seemed like a pastiche of like the you know the the, the first three movies. The, you know four five and six and it just seemed like we had seen this before we had seen this see, before
3: so this is my guess for ben i think my my guess for ben was you know what i really liked it but it depends on where they go with it they've set it up as a reboot and then <laughs> i really think it depends where they go from here uh yeah you're, you're close to you're, go.
0: You're, you're really really close because i i liked it you know whether what it comes after is good or not i liked the movie itself but i do yeah. want to see where they're going with
3: it you're right yeah, right. I I knew I knew that there was going to be parts that Steve just could not stand. And um but but you know, Steve can surprise you sometimes, but you know, not often. I have stronger impressions <laughs> on on Batman and Superman, I think.
0: Well, here's the thing. Batman and Superman, I haven't talked to Steve about yet at all. Um the, okay. yeah, that's right. The episode before this, uh Evan and I live near each other and so we've done this twice now where we've invited a few people with us and we do a road trip episode where we drive to the movie and talk about what we expect. And then, uh, what with star Wars, we actually interviewed a person or two in the theater. And then afterward we got in the van, talked in the parking lot a little bit with the group and then did the drive home. And so we've done that That's for cool. Superman versus Batman. And now for, this is the one where we're going to really talk about the ideas and themes and, and, the broad, big impressions, and, and after we've had a, a lot of time to think about it. Because did we all see it opening weekend? I know Evan and I saw it last yeah. Thursday. When did you see it, Dr. Mm-hmm. Jace?
3: I saw it the first day.
0: Okay. And Steve?
2: It's Thursday night.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's been almost a week for most of us, and and over a week, for at least for Evan and I. Actually, a week ago exactly, we were in the movie right now.
3: Yep. So... Do you want me to give you my thoughts on that now? My guess on what how you responded to Batman versus Superman? Yeah, yeah, in the way? Let's,
0: let's do that. And then we can jump into some, oh, we need to warn people that we are going to be spoiling Superman versus Batman. Yeah, um, because I
3: can't give Steve's, my, my my impression of Steve's response on Batman versus Superman without spoiling it. Yeah,
0: and from here on out, from this point on, we are spoiling, spoiling, spoiling every oh, yeah. every possible thing that you can spoil yeah. in Superman versus Batman is free game right now. If, if, okay. this,
2: if this if this if this if this were a car, it would be all spoiler. Yes,
0: all right. <laughs> you wouldn't I be able to drive me. it at all. You'd just be sitting on this great big fin. Yep. Aww. so spoiler. here's
3: my here's my perception of Steve for Batman Superman. My guess is that if he had any hair, it'd all be gone because he'd be pulling it all out throughout <laughs> the different parts of the movie. <laughs> I I I envision him throwing things when they show Superman in an unbiblical relationship with lois lane i envision him i envision him doing christian cussing when he sees batman using a gun and killing people i i i envision a a slight smile when there's vague comic book references that nobody else gets but then everything else he is like wanting to burn the theater down that is my impression of what i think steve's response was
2: wow wow wow
0: you know, it's an extreme impression. However, Steve has had that kind of extreme ex- yeah. impression before. So Steve, it's,
2: it's is not, he close on the pale? No, I would say no. Oh. There were times like like the, the bathtub scene. I don't want to elaborate anymore where I thought it was ridiculous. And, you know, showing Batman and, and Superman and Clark Kenton and, uh, and, and uh, Bruce Wayne in, you know, quote unquote relationships uh, you know, before marriage, that was, yeah, that was not, not my cup of tea. I thought my biggest quibble was that logically it wasn't, it, 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 it Bruce Wayne wasn't able to prove his, his, his point. He made uh, a proof for it, but I don't think it logically followed so
3: did, did you not did you not have an issue with him using a gun and killing people? you know did that not go against your sensibilities of what Batman has the majority of Batman's lore has been?
2: Well, you have to remember that I was born in the thirties when Batman came out, and in the early in the early issues, he used a gun and he killed people, so you know sometimes. <laughs> You have to get to that point. For instance, I I was watching. I, I, uh, I did
3: forget you were Methuselah's second yeah. cousin. I did. that.
2: <laughs> For instance, uh, yesterday we were watching one of the recent Flash episodes, and I don't want to ruin anything if someone hasn't seen the. I've Flash. not seen
3: anything. I have not seen it. Yeah. Don't don't spoil but it. I'm
2: I'm just saying in in the episode there is the question of whether or not a parent would kill to protect a child. It's their own child. So, and the way that they were playing it in the episode was completely different than my thinking. Obviously, if my child was in harm's way and the only thing that I could do to save my child was to kill the other person, that's what I would need to do. Biblically, that's what we're called to do. We need to protect our family and our children and our wife. That's our core family. So if it's their life or someone else's life, you need to make that step. We could have a whole episode on this if we really wanted to, but that's what I believe. So when it comes to things like that, you know i i can't I can't just logically let it go. That that episode, I was lost in that that episode because it was making all these assumptions that I had no idea where it was where, where it was coming so, from. But
0: how does that apply to the Batman Superman conflict?
2: Yeah, I was asking the same. I was going to ask the same thing if Batman is in charge of the city and he really is taking it as if it is his child, I mean, sometimes it seems like that relationship that he has taken a part, you know, a parent parental uh, partnership with, with the city. Then sometimes in the course of that, he would need to do something which would perhaps end the life of the other person. Not that he's murdering them, not that he's trying to kill them, but if he has to, to to save his child then he would normally have to do that i don't really have that much of a problem with that aspect of him and the modern version of batman where he's conflicted every time he has to kill someone or he doesn't just doesn't kill anybody or you know that whole thing it's sort of it doesn't strike me as being a valid way that a, especially a vigilante type hero would go about doing things. Look at Wolverine, you know, he kills with aplomb. I mean, he just goes through ninjas as if they were, you know, M&Ms.
0: Well, I mean, Punisher would be a better example, closer to the Batman example you're talking about here.
2: Yeah, Punisher, you know, any of these, these heroes, they do what they have to do because what they're doing it for, they believe in. And if Batman truly believed in Gotham, so then, then, this is, then he would this go is, ahead and do it. Now, no, hold on just a second. I believe I, I, I don't remember. I mean, there was one part obviously where it was the, the flashback or that scene that wasn't taking place in this reality or whatever that was. We'll talk about that when it, when that time comes, but he was shooting people then, but in the actual storyline of the movie, I don't, I don't remember him actually shooting and killing people. Yeah, His
3: cars, he, his, his car shot up people. I mean, and yes.
0: he was using people's arms who were holding guns and swinging yeah. them around as they are then forced to fire the gun from him. But it's, it's, you know, my thing is, I mean, he put dynamite down a clown's pants in <laughs> Batman Returns. Can we, you know, That's right. it's, You have different variations. The whole gun thing with Batman works in the context of stories where they want to do it because, you know, my parents were killed by guns. So I'm not going to I'm not going to use a gun. And that works for that version of Batman. If that's the version of Batman that you're you're creating. Uh, What happens is, you know, he does. He did use guns back in the past. He had guns on the Batmobile in Batman 89. And I know people complain about it then. I mean, he had machine guns that would pop up and. This yep. literal machine guns. But in in this movie, it clearly to me feels like he is do whatever it takes to get the job done. Yeah. And if he's that also means,
3: older and so it seems like he has to go to more extremes in order to keep up. Yeah, But, maybe. Um, but I, I have this one question for Steve. Mm-hmm. Steve, without going yes. into full detail, I just want a simple answer because I want to give my thoughts on what um, Ben.
2: OK, I promise a yes with, or no answer. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: Do you rank this higher than the Dark Knight? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes yes, yes. yes.
2: Yes. 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 Holy yes, cow! Yes. I need to pray
3: for your soul and your taste. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
0: okay, so I'm hearing from you, Doctor Jace, that you do not rank this higher than the Dark Knight.
3: Uh oh. Um, well, we can get to that when I get to my opinion. Yeah. 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 But my guess is Ben probably had some quibbles with it, but really in would highlight the things he liked about it and the potential of the future justice league.
0: Actually that would be one quibble is that they did spend that little bit of time that they didn't need to. Was setting well no, up. no
3: not not that aspect but I but. mean that that now that this is moving that we're, we're going to get cuz obviously I think everybody who knows anything about film will probably look at that and go this seems like a commercial this is not a part of a narrative. Yeah. That was, of, of this story.
0: That was one problem. I, I wish they had either not done it or spent more time on it. I think is probably no. What I would all, say. All,
3: all they had to do is use that part as the the, the credit scene.
0: Yeah, but they didn't want. Uh, th- this is my understanding. They didn't want to do a credit scene because that's because a Marvel thing. It's like Marvel. Yeah,
3: and they, but the thing is, is that people did credit scenes before Marvel. I, I don't like this idea. I of and let's not do a good idea because someone else thought of it first lead follow (laughs) or get out of the way
0: well i think dc is trying to lead though i think they're 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 trying to lead they're trying to copy and not copy at the same time so while we're marvel did avengers but we're gonna do it different even though we're kind of doing the same thing you know setting up this universe and um
2: no it's completely different because marvel started out with all the individual movies and then had the big you know, team up and then the big Avengers movie. And this one, it's completely different. They're starting with, oh, wait, they started with Superman.
0: Well, but they did one solo movie and then. Yeah. And
2: then, yeah, oh, wait, yeah. they, they didn't, wait, they didn't, they didn't jump right into Justice League.
1: Here's my thing with the Justice League teases. I did not mind how they did them. and Because when you think about it, the Wonder Woman movie is going to be a prequel to this. It's going to take place in the 1940s. No, oh, so, no,
0: the 19 teens.
1: It's World oh, War yeah, One. that's
2: right. That's right. It's World War One. And so, it's, it's, it's not like it's a prequel to this movie. It's just happening before this in the same continuity.
1: Well, yeah. it basically would be a prequel then, because Wonder Woman is in this movie. And well,
2: yes, but I mean, that's that's as, like saying as like
1: Man of Steel is a prequel to this movie, which it totally that's
2: like, is totally that, that's like saying that that I mean, Man of Steel is a, a direct prequel to this. But Iron Man is not a prequel to the Captain America movie.
0: No, no. You the know? Captain America movie is actually a prequel to the Marvel Universe movies.
2: Correct. Well, technically, Iron Man would happen in between the bulk of Captain America and then the end when he shows up here. But you wouldn't Hold on. consider... Hold on.
3: Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I just fell asleep during that whole interchange. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Wow. <laughs> I guess the <laughs> no. wilderness Great. hasn't been been wrung out of him in his absence (laughs) oh steve come on
1: okay and i'm assuming the batman movie is going to be a a prequel as well taking place before batman v superman when they make that a solo film i'm not sure about that so if we think about it that way this is totally gonna this batman v superman is gonna take place chronologically after three movies that are already establishing a lot of other continuity at the very least because flash
0: yeah. flash is doing flash stuff aquaman i mean any of those movies could be before yeah the, now it could be before this movie it could be before uh you know it could be between this movie and the justice league movies but right. it still becomes then i i don't know it, it's it's interesting what they're trying to set up but i don't know if they're <laughs> because it, it, the next was... movie in this universe. Is Suicide Squad,
1: right?
3: But here's the which thing: which may be the best one out of all of them. It
1: might be. Who knows? I think I think DC's playing the long game because in the long game, none of this stuff is set up. It's all just going to be little bits and pieces because because it's all, this is going to take place after those movies that come out. So when my kids see these movies, it's not going to be set up. It's just going to be oh, there's Aquaman that we saw in the movie that we watched right before this.
0: So what they're doing is they're taking the Marvel Cinematic Universe of the solo movies that take place and lead up to the team movie. But they're doing it with the Star Wars storytelling format. So you do the first, you know, first trilogy, but it actually takes place after the second trilogy.
3: Right. So. Right. So can I, can I get on a scale from 1 to 10 what you think and then I'll give you my impressions of the movie?
0: um yeah so how, I, how do you how do you want to move forward with it here, here's something else i want you to hold on to and i want to come back to is i would like to to rank this in batman and superman movies like as far oh, as boy. the other the other batman movies the other superman movies and you can do a little bit of you know putting together both the burton movies or, or something like that if you want but we'll, we'll come back okay. to that question uh yeah let's rank it and because I, I there's some meaty stuff I'd like to talk about, too. There's some thematic stuff that okay. I want to talk about. Some of the Messiah things that they're okay. talking about and, and different things like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would rate this on a scale of one to ten. I would give this one. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight. I, I would go with an eight for this. And that's about where I would put Man of Steel. At least my memories of Man of Steel
3: is at about an eight. Steve, what would you rank it?
2: well i would say that if they had if if they hadn't done the stuff at the end the way that it should have happened the the, the way that it did i would have on a scale of like 1 to 999 i would have given it like a minus 0 but <laughs> Since they did <laughs> minus zero, that's not even Minus a zero. Since they did everything that they needed to do and all the setup stuff and all that stuff on a scale of like one to nine hundred ninety nine, it's like a thousand plus. Wait, what? What? I don't. I don't understand what you said.
3: So let me let me let me try to interpret this. And this, what I think I just heard you say was that you thought the movie was crap, but you thought them setting up for all the future universes is really cool, and you're excited about it.
2: Is that no, what you're that's, saying? That's exactly what I'm not saying. <laughs>
3: you, Holy cow! Okay, but
2: you you you've, <laughs> you've pinned it down exactly in the wrong place. I, okay, and on a scale of one to ten, if you want a scale of one to ten, you just want it easy that way. I thought you wanted a little commentary. I thought I was going to get a little deep. No, forget it. Okay, forget it. Wait. Um, nine I, a nine. A nine. How about that? I don't no. know what just happened. <laughs> what what just happened <laughs> i don't know Nothing that's what i'm right. saying you guys don't I'm like my commentary so there no go. i love your rhyme.
0: commentary when i can understand it but this one i'm not quite sure what you're saying here steve i feel like are I'm, you really are you really I'm saying nine puzzle
2: nine it's a nine
0: okay okay so that that Nine's actually five. is what you're saying
2: it rhymes with fine it's fine okay nine <laughs> nine I mean, i'm that's, not offended that's an a. why do you think i'm offended i'm not offended you're <laughs> offended i'm not offended that's an a you you gave it an a yeah, I, I, I yeah, and all in all, honesty was yeah, I I'd give it a nine. All
3: right, out of, out of ten. Seven.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, see, now I'm confused because I had it all worked out from the on the one to five scale. Just uh, double it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. It, it's, all right. It's not that confusing here. <laughs> see, but that puts it at an eight. But I think I liked it better than an eight.
2: If it was a four on a five scale, then it's right. an eight.
0: Yeah, we'll go with an eight for now. If if you did a four and a half, it would be a nine.
2: Do it, do it 85 how about 85 yeah you 80, could do it you could do it 83 and a half, half. yeah 87 we'll do, we'll do 8.5 8.5 all right on the Richter wow. scale or
1: what is that no we'll do we'll do a nine we'll do a nine i liked it too much a nine all right wow. jace wow. solid nine
3: uh, guys i would give it a solid five
2: what, what? five out of five wow he
3: five out it. of ten.
4: Sweetness. Five out of ten. <laughs> Dr. J. All
3: right. I would – I'm sitting there going, OK. First of all, let me tell you what I liked. I thought Ben Affleck actually did – I like his Batman a lot. Um, I think Superman. I like the character of Superman. I like what they did. I like Wonder Woman. The movie itself was awful. The storytelling, this – I hope Zack Snyder doesn't do anything else. Uh, he <laughs> does not understand pacing. There are moments, there are brilliant moments, like when things blew up, when Lex Luthor blew everything up, it was like, oh, this is going somewhere. And then it just it's like he doesn't know how to pace a movie out. It's like he has good concepts and ideas, but I'm I'm I've seen enough of his movies now. I'm kind of like, this guy really doesn't know how, how to tell a story. This story in here somewhere is a good movie, but it is so bloated and the narration is so off kilter it's awful in fact my wife who loves sci-fi you guys she watches almost all the movies with me she looks at me halfway through the movie and goes i have no idea what's going on and i'm and i'm and i'm sitting there going this is just really weird it it, it was just I, i i i was i felt cheated at the batman and superman fight because by the time you get there he lessens the blow the fight by Superman going, I've got to convince him to help me. Because then we said, okay, Superman's not really going to give his all now. He totally took out the teeth of that fight. Good. And 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 um, and it's, there should have been a, a preliminary fight. There should have been like a pre-fight, then the real fight, and then they team up. Instead of, of we get – because it's Batman v Superman. And we get this little kind of fight, and I liked it. But in the whole scheme of things, it, it it felt cheated, and I really wanted to see them go all out on each other.
2: Well, you but could we did man, we um, did see them go all out. It would be, it out. be Superman, you know, in in five seconds. I mean, or less. Well, you know, the, what their they first conflict
0: was, their first conflict was when the Batmobile comes around the corner and crashes into Superman.
2: Yeah, I
3: yeah. mean, but, it, but then there could have been there could have been a buildup where Batman shoots another. Arrow across his bow, so to speak. You know, takes up something. There's ways to build that up. I didn't feel like they built it up to the fight, the the actual fight. But they I couldn't have had it.
2: an actual fight.
3: Yeah, they absolutely could have. Storytelling wise, um if 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 Superman goes and tears up his car, Batman comes back and does something else to Superman to say, "Hey, you know what? You what think you're do bad? That? I've got your number." He's there's. <laughs> There's years and years of of Batman outthinking people. There's something he could have done. Um, I just felt that it was, and then he took the teeth out of it when he goes, "I got to get him on my side." And, um, and I think you're you're cheapening the Batman character. And I love Superman. Don't get me wrong. I, I, he's you know he's probably my favorite. I thought the Lex Luthor character was awful. I'm sitting there going, "This is bad." Yeah, I love this. Is it. Just I this loved is just him. Annoying. That was awesome. He's one of the best parts of the film. From an acting standpoint, I go, this guy's trying to make this Joker and he's not good at it. I'm saying I was embarrassed for him. Oh, my goodness. No way. No way. There's absolutely. He was awful. And I don't think it's his fault. I think it was written. I think it was direction.
0: Can we talk about Zack Snyder for a little bit here? Okay. Uh, because I I have a thought about this, what you're talking about here, uh, Dr. Jace. But um, how many of his other movies have you seen, guys?
3: At least uh, two. Uh, I've seen a couple. So, yeah, Man of Steel, Sucker Punch, and um, was it 300?
0: Yeah, Man of Steel, Sucker Punch, 300. He also did Watchmen, which seen this this Watchmen. movie feels a lot Watchmen like
3: too.
1: Watchmen.
0: Um, yeah. I did. Legend I haven't of the seen the
1: Guardians. What? Legend of the
3: Guardians. I haven't seen that one. I've seen <laughs> that. that. Like that, that one. Was that the the, owl was that the, one. the owls. I saw that yes. too. I wrote a review of that for CBN. So I've seen all those movies.
0: And then the one I haven't seen – well, the two I haven't seen are the Owl one and then uh, he did a Dawn of the Dead movie before he did Watchmen. I haven't seen that one. And I haven't seen that. But here's something I've been thinking about with him. And it's not wrong. It's not bad. But it's also not what people necessarily want. I feel like in some ways he's a silent movie director <laughs> because I think if you were to watch this movie – And now this is in the context of this movie, especially I haven't really thought through the other ones. I think if you were to take this and put it up next to the Nolan Batman movies and watched it with the sound off, you would know better what was going on in this movie than you would in the Nolan movies. You know, you turn the sound on and you have acting and you have dialogue and you have all that stuff. It's not going to stand up as well for, for me, Uh, maybe not for you, Steve, but, um, But I feel like he is a visual director. He is directing the visuals from plot point to plot point visually. You're talking about, um, some plot issues. There are definitely some plot issues. And and I'll tell you exactly, I'll tell you exactly what the plot issue is. It's not a plot hole in their mind. They are going to a point in time in the movie. We have to get from this point to this point and we're going to go there no matter what. And even if the characters probably could have gone a different way, or might have gone a different way, especially if you take like the the best characterization of, say, Superman or someone like that, but yeah. we have to have them fight, so we need to ha- have a reason for them to fight. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the storytelling that we're seeing, and that's a yeah. little bit why I'm not giving this a nine or a ten. As much as I like the movie, I, I can't give it that. I'm giving it a B, you know, with a, with an eight. But I I I don't know if that's something you know if that that uh, analysis of Zack Snyder's storytelling resonates with you guys or not. But
3: no, I think it's it's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. Which goes back to my point is I don't think he's a good storyteller. I think he's a great, you know, visual person. He doesn't seem to know how to take a story. And I've seen most of his movies and there seems to be the same issues in all of his movies. Now, let me get this straight. The reason I ranked it so low is because I think the potential in this story is so good. That it could have been one of the better comic book movies out there, but I think they totally failed on execution because they're the, the dialogue. I'm sitting there going, as an act as a, as an actor, and, and I used to cast people and all these things. I'm sitting there as an actor going, these lines are so. Oh my word! This, this is so. It, 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 to me, it was a total lack of execution, not. Because the characters were good. I loved a, certain parts of it that I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it was a, a, it was disappointing. I, I will say I enjoyed it just because I like the characters. But it was painful for me. Jace, I have no idea what you're
1: talking about with the lines. What the lines? They I, were great. Uh, yeah,
3: the script. The script. The script was great. Well. Have you, ever, have you ever written a Have you ever written a script?
1: I have. What so? What lines? Uh, what lines? Can you give any specifics? Because I I can't think of any.
3: Okay, so almost every part of Lex Luthor's dialogue. Okay, I totally disagree with you. <laughs> wow. I hundred percent disagree with you. But see,
0: is that yeah. the, is that the script, or is that the character not connecting with you the way it's being? No, no. There?
3: I I really think that um, it, it's a it's a mixture there. In the storytelling and narration. And I think, Ben, you're pointing out that when the plot points, if you're trying to look at logic, there's just certain actions that don't make sense because they don't connect. Um, like you said, you start with this end point where this is where we're supposed to go. Um, like for – this is kind of a visual thing that I did not like also. I liked Man of Steel a lot better than this movie, although I really hated the final fight scene in Man of Steel. I had the same issue here but different. Like I enjoyed Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman fighting together, but there wasn't enough of it. And again, it became this puke session of so much going on that you can't even see what's really going on. And for some reason, most of the Marvel movies do a really really good job with those types of scenes. And yet the DC can't figure out throwing people through concrete all the time is not that entertaining. I don't care – You know, at least in Man of Steel, there's too many people dying because they're throwing – Superman doesn't care. But there were people on the ground that you cared about that were in danger. My concern in that movie was that Superman didn't seem to care because he was – kept flying through buildings and probably ran through several people flying through buildings. If he goes to save
1: um, people in the middle of the fight, thousands more will be killed by General Zod.
3: So, (gasps) so, so, so Evan. So that's why you need a team
0: and that's why you need Batman on the ground, which he was. Right. Let me find out. If
3: you were sitting there fighting Zod in the middle of a city, it does not take a rocket science to go, you know what? If I throw him through this building, there's probably 400 people in that building and I might hit one of them. Or if I'm going to use my laser lights... So it, finally in this in this second movie, he tries to take him out of space that, that's the whole point. Why would you take a battle? like I'm sitting there going any common sense person like Steve was talking about um, parents, you would protect your kids if uh, if your family's in danger, you know to get out of there so the danger isn't with the kids you want to get away from them. If you're in the midst of a city with millions of people, anybody with any common sense knows hmm he flies I flies. It will be safer if we go to outer space or to some place where I'm not going to kill five thousand people.
0: Now, this I would also then say this movie was absolutely a response to that exact yeah uh, complaint about Man yes. Steel. I mean, they how many times did they say, "Oh, it's okay that island's inha- uninhabited," or oh, "Absolutely," yeah, or "Oh, totally totally nobody is in the town area. right now, so we can go ahead and fight here," and. Superman taking doomsday up into space now that Superman taking doomsday up up into space, that one felt natural.
3: Some yeah. of the other
0: stuff did yeah. not like, yeah. Yeah. but that one felt natural. But then the whole thing is, I mean, it's kind of Bruce Wayne saying exactly that. Why didn't he just take Zod up into space? He didn't right. do that. Yeah. He's an idiot. I'm going to kill him. Then um, well, would you not agree with from a
3: scripting standpoint when they, when they said take, Let's take them. It's totally empty. No one's going to be there. It is totally a taboo where you're having to explain something that it's it, it's awkward. It doesn't even. Well, that, that's definitely I mean,
0: awkward. And it's not just aqu- awkward from a, a scripting standpoint, you know, because you want to show, don't tell. We could see right. it was, it, a you know, exactly. nighttime in the city. Uh, it was there as a comfort. It was there to head off the criticism at the pass.
3: That's yeah, that's absolutely. In fact, I started. Like For instance, when Batman um, – what was it? So so I, I, even Batman seems stupid. So I, I'll give me an example. He goes, I've got to get the spear. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lead him through the city. And I'm going to lead him there so I can get the spear. I'm thinking, that's the most idiotic thing I've done. Hey, why don't you guys keep him busy? I'm going to go get the spear so I don't track him through the city. It didn't even make sense why he would try to lead him through this. Yeah, that was, it was just
0: that was one of the moments where I was just, wait, what?
3: I'm like That's just like, that's just common sense.
0: I totally you you go to where the spear was. Oh, it's not there anymore. Oh, Lois Lane is still here. Hey, <laughs> Lois, can I get that spear that I tried to kill your boyfriend with? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, oh, Go ahead.
3: No, so I was, I was this one of all the major movies coming out this was the one I look forward to the most. If you would have asked me if I could only seen one force awakens, Batman, Superman, um, civil war, Wolverine, or I'm sorry, X-Men all the main ones. This was the one I wanted to see. Cause I love these. These are two of my favorite characters and I am hopeful for the future because I do like that. They're finally doing justice league stuff. And I think there are seeds of really good things here. I personally just think that Zack Snyder is not a good director do you know who's directing
0: uh, Justice League part one and two is Snyder yeah yeah it is
3: <laughs> I, I, right now from what I'm seeing from um, suicide squad I might like those directors better
0: well and they're doing different directors for all the other things there's a I can't remember the woman's name who's directing Wonder Woman um, and they've got someone lined up for flash and they're they're all different directors i think i believe with different styles and it sounds to me like dc is planning warner brothers is planning to allow the directors to have a little bit more voice in their storytelling than than marvel has been kind of pushing for marvel is kind of pushing for a a house style with their movies so hey i want to kind of explain why i gave it an eight uh and then i want to hear why why steve gave it a nine I, i really steve want to hear why you gave this a nine so okay. the reason I gave it at an eight and I kind of posted this on Facebook, but I, I on Facebook, I said going in what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a Superman who's inspiring. I'm hoping for a Batman who's trying to you know, overcome the, his dark side, so to speak, and a movie that has a little bit of fun and isn't dark pretending to be deep. You know, so it's just going completely dark, dark, dark. <laughs> and and but but doing the dark 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 uh, you know in in exchange or in, instead of actually having some depth i wanted some some darkness is fine but i wanted some fun and i also wanted some depth and there was a little bit of fun well, there's quite a bit of darkness but there was there was definitely some depth and i was very pleased that it pretty much hit all of those things um so that's that's why i go with an 8 now yeah i do have script problems and i do have plot hole issues that especially might come back to me as i watch the movie again i'm probably not going to watch it again until it's on home uh media simply because of the length and when it comes out with that extended cut that's probably what i'll end up going with just to if i'm going to watch it again i'd love to watch it with some new stuff in it but it'll also end up probably being over one or two nights or two or three nights rather um not just all in one sitting So that's kind of where my eight is coming from, Dr. Jace. But uh, Steve, I want to hear where this nine is coming from, man.
2: The nine was that's a total
0: surprise to me. Total surprise. Yeah.
3: yeah, Total shocker for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: The nine was because it was so entertaining. I mean, there were problems with it. Yes, I'll give it that. Um, And I did have some quibbles about hit this, that and the other thing. But the thing is. It was entertaining, and if you can let your mind wander just a little bit, you can sort of get past the major things, you know. Um, and and that's what I sort of had to do. I think the way that they set up uh, the the Justice League things with you know the, the the Flash vignette where he's you know reaching through and talking to Batman, am I too soon or whatever? Um, yes, you are. We're gonna talk about that later. Oh, sorry, you're never mind. <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, those little things, the the whole, you know, the 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 glimpses you get of what else is going on in the Batman thing. I I don't want to, you know, ruin it if we're not going to talk about it right now. But those things, I think, were were set up very well, um, and gave you the sense that there's something much bigger that they're doing here. It's not just you know, a, a little movie and then they're just going to have another movie tacked on. I mean, it's, it's setting this stuff up actively having the, the, you know, the, the world war one photo where you, you know, you get this, this picture, you know, is that Steve Trevor, you know, who who's that? <laughs> and, and just being able to see, you know, that little thing set up all these little things. And in a sense, Batman is supposed to be a genius. He's supposed to be genius level, you know, all, all that stuff. I, I, I'm i not ruining anything by saying that, I don't think. But if he's luring Superman in and he's going to hit him with like some Sonic stuff that Superman can easily destroy and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, it, it just seems too simple. And I have to think to myself, this is Batman. He's probably set up a hundred traps that Superman is only going to trip three or four of them, it doesn't matter. But Superman is ready. I mean Batman is ready for Superman. He knows this is the fight of his life. That's why he's, you know, got the armor on. He's got the spear and he's got everything all together. And this is this is the reason why he can get to that point. You know, no pun intended, where he can <laughs> he is going to beat Superman in 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 a real way. And it, the whole story plays to that because Superman isn't looking for a fight. He is anticipating this back and forth with, with Bruce and, and to try to figure out and to save Martha and all that stuff. And he, that's the reason why Batman can get that jump on him and get him to the point where now Superman is saying, oh, wow, this is a real fight, but he's on the ground with a kryptonite spear in his chest. And it works because of that. You know, you just put a little bit of extra thought into it, a little bit of, well, it doesn't tell us that in the movie, but Batman must be doing that. Obviously, he didn't he didn't set up just like a couple of little traps and Superman just happened to hit those those few, you know. Did you have
0: flashbacks to the first Superman movie with that scene? Yes. Where he's walking through like the ice spray, you know, and the machine guns and just walking through the subway to get to Lex Luthor's lair. But it's just this case, he's walking through the, whatever the hall is. And right. um, Hey, so Steve, what you're saying is you gave it a nine because it swept you away. As long as you were able to give it your own cognitive help.
2: Yeah. I like compartmentalized the parts that were, you know, morally icky and enjoyed the uh, the the setup with with uh, with Lex Luthor Jr. I enjoyed the way he played it. I, enjoy, I I thought it had maybe elements of the Joker because I think they're sort of in the same mindset. You know, they're they're not linked with our reality. And in Lex Luthor's reality, it's he knows that there's something more coming. He knows that there's there's you know there's going to be something awful coming. You know, he's when he talks to to uh, Batman at the very end. And he says, you know, what does he say? You know, he's coming, he's hungry or something like that. And he, he realizes that it's, you know, if it's dark side or whatever it's going to be, he knows he's linked into this other reality, this actual reality. And it's, it's, he's, he's crazy. It seems like he's crazy, but he's talking what he knows to be truth. And with, with the Joker in almost any variation of the Joker, he has his own reality you know, whatever it is, he has his own reality. You know, if if it's just he wants to see the world burn, that's his own reality. And that's what he's going for. And that's why he seems insane. Maybe he is. I'm not saying he's not. But that's why he seems insane is because he has his own version of reality. And Lex Luthor in this in this movie has his own version of reality. That's why he seems crazy, like the Joker. You know, So I, I can work with that. That's not a big deal yeah, at but, all. But
3: isn't that what is supposed to contrast him? Because whenever I see Lex Luthor, he's not psychotic. He's more sociopathic in the fact that he's an egomaniac narcissist who thinks he is the smartest person on the planet and is so self-involved that, and has the power to carry it out that he's more cerebral than completely nuts, which was what contrasts him and the Joker. And I just think that – that um I, I just think that
2: right I, but this is his
0: part, son well but is he i mean you he's lex luthor jr he's he's the second one but he is the lex this is superman's lex no matter junior or senior this is this is superman's lex uh i, I don't think that they're playing him as the the clone or whatever it is in the, the comic con- continuity with the son of of lex um i I think you're right there, Dr. Jace, but I do wonder if they're, it, again, this is kind of helping the movie along, but I, I, I wonder if they're playing it off as he's such a genius that it's, it's kind of given him a bit of insanity.
1: But he's not, there is. Sorry. Not insane. Ahead. Sorry. He's not insane until after he has the, the run in with the knowledge of the dark side is coming. I mean, he doesn't act insane before then
0: uh, he's, He's super quirky. If he's not insane,
3: yeah. yeah. I, the way he, he seemed, because he, he said, um, "You're insane." He goes, "That's there whatever it is." She said, he goes, that's three syllable word for pe- people who don't have the mind capacity." He's totally the way he plays it. Is, oh man, It's totally off his rocker. In my how I see it, it's almost like Mark Zuckerberg on acid. But I'm sitting there going, "That's, that's why they I'm cast him, to, if, isn't it?" If, these, if this universe <laughs> continues. What's that?
0: That's why they cast him. I mean, he he was social network. He was Mark Zuckerberg, wasn't he?
3: Yeah. No. Exactly. But I think that if you were to see the Joker and him together, there's not that contrast of this stoic, egomaniacal, control freak and this completely insane chaos. Because when I see, uh, when I I think they're almost completely di- completely opposite when it comes to villains. Lex Luthor is about control and he doesn't like Superman because it makes him the most powerful man, not him. And he doesn't like Bruce Wayne because he can compete with him financially. He likes control. And And he
0: doesn't like Joker because –
3: And Joker is chaotic. You Mm -hmm. can't control him. He's completely – you do not know what to expect. And this – pulls Lex Luthor away from what makes Lex Luthor such an interesting character and and it conf- blurs the lines between him and Joker and I don't like that cuz I I like the comparison.
1: I, I just, I'm sorry, I
3: like the opposite. Why?
1: Because everything you're saying about him is is in the movie. He totally is a character that wants control and he's trying to manipulate and pull the strings and when the senator doesn't play ball with him you can just see it on his face how it's just like twisting him up because he's like, "No, you will do what I say. You're going to do. You you cannot defy me." And he may not play it like the classic Lex, but he's still playing the character. It's still totally him. He's not deranged. And I, I right, also wonder, was
3: such a big deal because he's political too. He's he's like a presidential psycho, and in this, he's like it's just a different. Um, I, I think it, it takes away the uniqueness of the Joker and I don't think it's done very well, to be honest, I, I, and I know that I'm not the only one. I did not read any feedback or reviews on it until I saw the movie. And most of the reviews I'm seeing agree that it's, it's probably not the actor's fault, but he, he, he comes off. It doesn't come off good and it comes off embarrassing. I know there's a lot of other people that have that same opinion. I'm not saying it's the right opinion. I'm just saying I, that's what I see.
0: And I, I like him, the way he plays it here. The The thing is, part of it, I wonder, is is it meant to be a mask? You know, is that his secret identity? He, this kind of, I'm going to throw you off. I have everything under control, but I'm going to throw you off by, the red coats are coming. The red coats are coming. You know. Which, <laughs> which
3: was such a painful, oh my gosh, it was embarrassingly bad. You know, oh in the trailer it
0: wasn't, but. It, it it was like in context. Of just kind of, oh, that's the context of that. I thought it was going to be more of a menacing kind of It's really know. weird. Yeah, yeah. But, I
2: like that. I like that line a lot. I really like the uh, the the, mon- the the motif of the picture and how yeah. he says, you know, the picture is upside down. And, you know, you're you're thinking that it's because, you know, it's it's combating Superman coming from the sky as the demons, you know, the, the, yeah, that type yeah. of thing. When what he's really talking about is this new reality that he's locked into, and he knows what's going to be coming from the sky. He well, knows. not at that point
1: in the movie.
0: I think he might.
2: Later you on. You think so? I do. Yeah.
0: I do. I think he already has a, some form of awareness at that point. Maybe. I'd have so to watch if, it again. The, but,
3: but again, if that is the case, again, that doesn't even play into traditional Lux because – if he knows Darkseid's this all powerful thing, even in comics, and in the history, Lex has sided with Superman and other heroes to protect the world because he doesn't want to lose his control. Why would he try to kill the only potential person that could take out Darkseid, unless he thinks he can dupe Darkseid? So, but my whole point is, is, is to your point, Ben, that you know maybe this is a mask. Uh, it's possible, but to be honest, I don't trust Zuck. I don't I don't trust Zack Snyder to actually think that far ahead to play the long game on that. I just don't. I don't think he's a very good storyteller. I think he's very visually interesting. I don't don't think he thinks that far ahead. That's my take so far.
2: And well, first of all, it's it's not traditional Lex. It's imagine if you were actually Lex Luthor's son. Imagine what your childhood would be like you're living in the shadow of this 100% egomaniac. And so what you're learning from him is egomania, but you're getting no attention from this guy. Or if you are, it's like, you know, throwing money your way or throwing, you know, whatever you want. You're just a completely spoiled, completely wiped out in 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 the terms of of, you know, this is all you know. Egomania. And you're given this as your birthright, and then Lex Luthor is gone, and you have his name, and you have you know you're you have your own company, and you're doing all this stuff and everything, and he has that sense. He has that sense of yes, he's sort of Lex Luthor Junior, but he's his own thing too. So I don't have really any problem See, with with. That I'm not
3: seeing there. that this. Did I... I know he said his father had the same name, but everything I've read is this is the Lex Luthor with the bald head and everything else. But but what Steve is saying, and if it's not, if it's not, then I, I, I even hate it even more because why would you take (laughs) Superman's greatest villain and totally sweep him under and give him his weaker, more weird son? I think what Steve Steve is saying
0: is, is that his father probably would have, been characterized as the more traditional Lex because he does talk about exactly what Steve was saying as as far as his father. I do think, though, it is the Lex. This is the supervillain Lex. The father was a villain of a father, but the the son here is the supervillain, the maniacal. I'm going to rule the world.
3: Is that what you're saying, Steve?
2: No, what I'm saying is that Lex Luthor senior would be are Lex Luthor, the one that we know and, and whatever. And what we're seeing here on screen is Lex Luthor Jr., his son. So,
3: yeah, that's, I'm not, that's not what I see, but I'd, I'd be interested to see if that's how he plays it.
0: Hey, Evan, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of give your uh, thoughts on your, your grade, your, your nine or 8.5 or whatever. And, And then there's a couple other things that, that I'd like us to touch on with some of the themes and ideas that this
1: movie does bring out. Well, I, my nine, I I can't believe I'm going to say this. I agree with Steve.
2: (laughs) Wait a minute. See what you've done, Dr. Jace. Yeah. You've turned Evan towards me.
0: We have stepped (laughs) into bizarro land. Steve is giving this movie a nine. Evan is agreeing with Steve completely.
3: (sighs) Wow. If this was in the
1: car, I'd be yelling at Dr. Jace. (laughs)
3: Man, and i would dude, and i just would not be responding to you yeah, no, so you just, well that's he,
1: not
0: unusual uh, then right no way yeah because
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. man I, ben knows i was lo- i love this movie oh i do I know love-
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was sitting next to you and having to uh jump away from your uh fist pumping <laughs> and bumping and yeah you oh, were yeah. you were vis you were visibly reacting to this movie
1: i was because it man they took my DC universe. I love the DC universe, and they took it and That's they put what... it. They put it on the screen. They stink and put it on the screen. It's it's like to me they were very very faithful to the source material, and wow. man that. No, oh, I I I mean, there's so much source material, but the, what. Whatever they put on the screen, I believe they took from something that has been published in the DC Comics universe. Well,
2: yeah, but not faithfully. Well, I,
3: why not?
1: No, well,
2: I mean – I mean oh, uh, just anything. Okay. Pick out anything. I need I someone mean... to
3: answer this for me. I need, I need two questions answered for okay. me. Okay. I, I, couldn't, I could not explain this to my wife either. Um, and I've, re- I've read the comics, but it's been a long time. But two things. One is what the heck were those weird scenes that look like Krypton? Uh, you know, those the aliens and that the future guy coming back. One and second of all, how do they fit into the movie at all? They
2: don't oh, even make sense.
1: See, well, this was a complaint that I had from some people because they had no idea what was going on. But but me, I know who all those people are. I know exactly what's going on. And I've, Ben, did you did you know? Well, yeah. I mean these.
0: We talked about this, but it's setting up Darkseid. It's setting up the the coming of Darkseid, the future of Earth under the rule of Superman, possibly a rogue Superman and -hmm. Darkseid with that Omega symbol. And those are parademons, which are his foot soldiers. And
1: they were on the screen, man.
3: I can't even believe (laughs) the parademons were on the big screen. Like, I'm familiar even... with the dark side thing, but how do they even remotely explain any of that? I mean, it's just kind of like, why and, and why would Batman be having dreams about that? Is he prophetic? To me, that I was think... a very cheap, I've... very cheap
0: cinematic. Mm, I think the I've... Flash somehow yes. was causing that vision yes. when he was coming back in time to warn Batman about the p- yeah, but, possible but what, future.
3: That part, when he came back, but what about the dream?
0: I think the dream was part of
3: that. Yeah,
0: I think the dream was part of the uh, I think the dream and the vision were part of the flash coming, uh, the future flash coming and and warning him. Yep, I think he was using the vision as as the warning
3: as a as a story, like with people who are more familiar with comic books, I, I can see where that makes sense. From a movie perspective, that's bad storytelling for the majority of your audience. Who doesn't know that?
1: Well, Uh, but from a franchise perspective, it's all going to make sense.
0: It's bad storytelling until it pays off. Yes. And if it doesn't pay off, then it's really bad storytelling. (laughs) But if it pays off, then it's, you know, we're watching a novel, you know, with, with four foreshadowing in the beginning. And you could also, I mean, you can make the claim. Okay. A vision that's cheese, you know, that's, that's, that's cliche, but, but it's there. I mean, that's what it is. And,
3: it had some cool you know visuals. Is,
0: again, again, it's the visuals. There were some super cool visuals in that
3: vision. Which
0: yeah. I guess makes you, sense.
3: You know how it is, you know, um, Ben, when it comes to the old adage of story t- – movie storytelling is that flashbacks are kind of a cheap way out in order to kind of further – very few times do flashbacks really further the story. They're kind of a cheap way out to, to kind of explain something that – Mm-hmm. and so that's yeah like but i still use them vision stuff
2: <laughs> i think that this is not this is not a flashback this is not something traditional i think what you're seeing here is probably uh like maybe like an alternate timeline yeah, it's a potential or it future be,
0: that's what i me? see i see it as potential future
2: a potential future it could be you know a, a lot of different things that they're working towards i mean if the flash has you, you've already seen the flash go through time and I mean, because he's he's gone through time when we see him. So something is happening. If he can go through time, he can go through time and change stuff in the past. I mean, hypothetically.
0: Well, that's what he's and, doing: giving a vision to Batman,
2: yeah, changing yeah. stuff in the past. So he's he's doing this stuff, and so what we see isn't just a flashback. I don't think it's lazy storytelling. I think it's something much deeper that we'll find out in the next, you know, the next movie, the next couple of movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, Doctor Jace: as soon as like. As soon as I saw the Flash coming back in time, I'm all in. I'm all stinking in. I couldn't even believe it. I sat there, mouth agape, hands open wide, looking back and forth to Ben and the screen. I can attest to this. (laughs) I can attest to this. Mouthing, what in the world is going on? They're doing Crisis of Infinite Earths imagery. That's not probably what's going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. man, they threw it in there. I could not believe it. And after that, I'm like, I don't even care. I'm in. I love yeah. this movie. I, I couldn't I tell. Yeah.
0: Sitting in the theater, I couldn't tell if the little girl behind me who kept leaning over to mom and dad saying, I'm scared. I'm sc-. I couldn't tell if she was talking about, like, the scary Batman or if she was talking about Evan <laughs> with his,
3: with his See, reactions. W- when I left, I was listening to people and, and everybody that I heard. I probably listened to nine or ten conversations. Was completely confused by that whole part, yeah. by, and- by that whole kind of weird thing. So, if you have a good portion of your audience totally clueless of what's going on, that's bad storytelling. Uh, it doesn't mean that they; it, it means that it doesn't mean that you totally take that out. But you, there has to be something because it seems like it's a totally different movie and different genre, especially when it comes to Batman. Um, it's a little bit different with the Superman because they established that cool imagery in the beginning of man of steel, but, um,
0: yeah. And, and every conversation I had with people like at work after the movie, kind of, what was that, you know? And I, I do think that there was in in that situation, especially there was a, if you know the source material, you get what we're doing. If you don't, we're not helping you right now. I, I I do think there's definitely an element of that. Mm
3: -hmm. So, Hey, so if you want my rankings and where these ranked, is that where we're going? Uh, first, I'd like to talk about some of the theme here real quick. Okay. Uh,
0: some of the ideas that, that are presented here, because we have this idea of um, rejecting the Messiah, creating our okay. own Messiah. Um, we have this idea, Neil, De- oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is that how you say his name?
2: Yeah. deGrasse.
0: Degrassi. Degrassi. I, I could not believe the juxtaposition that they were using with his words where yeah. he's talking about how we don't matter On this little speck of dust. We don't matter. And then someone comes along and makes us matter even less. And as he's saying that it's this woman standing on top of a roof, hoping for help in a flood and Superman comes to rescue her. She matters. She matters to him. And you have this atheist scientist who's saying, we don't matter. We don't matter in the middle of the scene where you have a man who is rescuing her. I loved that scene and i can't tell what Zack snyder's spiritual background is but in, between man of steel and this and even Watchmen, some you know mm-hmm. there's there's just these ideas that he now with Watchmen he was really sticking with source material so i guess we can't really cite that too much until the
2: end which was unfortunate uh,
0: i i preferred that ending in some ways for you know, a movie
2: uh, uh, i don't prefer either of them because i think it's <laughs> Lazy the way everything worked out, but go ahead.
0: Well, anyway, that's another story for another time when we do a watchman episode. But, um, (laughs) anyway, the that to me was just an incredible statement that Zack Snyder was making about why Superman would do what he does. May not be what something Zack Snyder personally is like, yeah, this is my worldview on the screen as to, you know, what a hero does, but that's that's Superman. She matters. And in, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you could take that Neil deGrasse Tyson or however you say his name, uh, okay. viewpoint and say, you know, we don't matter. But you, once you start taking it to that extreme, then you're, you're kind of the Lex Luthor where nobody else matters except for me. And I'm going to survive and I'm going to have power and I'm going to create Doomsday. Why? To take out the one thing that's in the way of me having power. And I'm going to have Superman kill Batman and then Doomsday kill Superman or Batman kill Superman and then. You know, it, it just—I loved it. I loved that moment in time uh, of the of the movie.
1: Can I share something interesting? Yeah. Uh, since watching the movie, I, I watched one or two reviews on it from some trusted sources, and one of them was from Daniel Baxter, who is the mind behind um, what do you call it—the how it should have ended. Oh yeah. Videos. Yeah. yeah. And he. Um, he rarely does reviews for movies. He just makes his videos, but he decided to do a review because he's a big Batman Superman fan. He puts them in all of his superhero videos. And he was saying he didn't really like the movie. He, it was like a, I think he gave it a five out of 10 or something. Um, but one of the reasons was because he said it was super depressing because of the message it gave and here's what he took away as the message the movie was trying to push was that you know there there is no god and if there is a god he can't be relied upon because he, he's either not all good or he's not all powerful and that was the message he took away but that message came out of the mouth of Lex Luthor exactly yeah. who is I a just completely
0: of- unreliable yeah
2: and It's yes. a false dilemma. Anyone can see through that. It's a false dilemma. I would say not I anyone can see through so it. I, I do think that, that there
0: are people who that is a definite dilemma. I, yeah, I don't but think it's,
2: it's, it's it's a it's false because you're saying it has to be either one of these two things, and it can be it can be other things.
0: Well, it can no, be, but, but I, I I would say that yeah. there are legitimate people who have a legitimate problem with that idea who aren't able right. to sort through it. Right. Mm. I, I don't think you can say oh, anyone can lot see of through people. that. That, that's, there's
3: a lot that, of people yeah. that struggle with that. That's
0: not an anyone can see through it kind of thing. But here's my oh. thing, though.
2: If you look at logically, you can see through it. No, no, Steve.
0: Uh, yes, there's other options, but that's the option that they've created in their worldview.
2: Right. It's a false dilemma. That's what I'm saying.
0: But no, you're, you're saying something one step further, which is anyone can see through that.
2: No, and- I, I, if I said anyone can see through that, I didn't mean that. So if you're looking at it logically, you can see through it. Okay. That's what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah,
0: that, that works much better, yeah. All okay. right, there you go. There. See? you sorted out. Me. It's all sorted. We're good.
2: Look at that. I got <laughs> Evan agreeing that's, that's, with me. I got you agreeing with me. Now if <laughs> I can <laughs> only get Jace to agree with with, with me once, <laughs> this whole thing will be worth it.
1: Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, whoever was talking before we did this. Evan, Evan, finish what you're going with, buddy. <laughs> I was just saying I thought it was interesting that that – uh, he drew that conclusion, and me as a Christian I'm looking at that and it's encouraging to me that I'm hearing that stuff because it's totally from Lex Luther who is totally a stinking liar and uh you know he's he's got a totally false view of the world and so we can trust that whatever he says is is about
2: this subject is wrong and but the thing is he doesn't have a false view of the world and he knows that there's something coming he knows that there's this it's sort of like um Uh, what movie was it where, um, I'm blanking. I can't believe it. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Captain America, um, the first movie and the red skull seems insane because he's talking about this gem with power and all this stuff and everything. And yes, in any actual reality, he's insane. But the thing is, he knows that there is some huge gem. It has some mystical connection with, with power and all this stuff. And he knows it. So he's not insane. He's right, that's not what I'm in talking about. to this other reality.
1: That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about what? his comments about God. Not his comments about you know, the, the alien people who are coming. Yeah, or Superman, yeah. I'm talking his comments about God because his conclusion about God that he drew was because when he got beat as a child, God did not step in to intervene. So either he, could, he was not all powerful and couldn't help. Or he was all powerful, but wasn't all good. Because he did not to help. Yeah, yeah, and so that's what he he believes in. But that's a total. That's not. That's not the way God is.
0: But and it was, so I, that's
3: what I took away. So from
0: you're saying though, that from that particular review, you're kind of glad that he was talking about that because that's the thing that bothered him about the movie was that the movie. Yeah, that's was the saying thing that bothered this. him, and I just
1: thought it was interesting that you know, and I don't know if he's a Christian. I, I don't think he is. And it's just interesting that, that that's what he took away, but I took away the exact opposite here and the exact same thing. But the difference was I, I know the true nature of God because I, I know him.
0: Well, and going along with that, one of the other things that this movie is giving us, and it is giving it to us, it's – there are people who are turning against Superman when all he is you – know, he's not perfect. He's not a perfect Messiah, but he is trying to help them. But they are turning against him, and they are you know saying, well, we don't want your help. Or are we saying, I mean, they're, they're asking so are we actually sense. saying this? Are we actually saying we don't want his help when he's actually powerful and trying to help us?
3: And That makes sense when you see what he did to the city. You, well, know, so you can see that. Yeah. I mean, honest, if we, put, let's be honest, if we were in a city and there was this all-powerful being and our first impression of him that the thing that we really are exposed to is seeing him destroy things. Now, we don't know the whole full story, but we see his eyes. We see him flying and then people that we know are dead and that it could happen at any point because nobody can control him. I guarantee you several people, several – a lot of us would ha- respond the same way. Other people would yeah. respond the opposite way, but I think a lot of people would respond that way.
0: But that's, that's the, the idea movie- that the movie's bringing up though is this idea of, OK, he is here. And he, for the last two years, he's been helping people. You know, for the last two but, years, he's been bringing cats out of trees. He's been helping <laughs> you know, rockets not explode. He's been pulling ships yeah, but, across the
3: ice. But Ben, we're cynical. We're cynical. We Absolutely. see that as PR. Absolutely. In a real world, and that's the idea that that the movie like, is giving us. Is like Bruce Wayne is a puff piece. This is a puff piece to try to get his name recognition high.
1: Yeah. No, I. But here's the other thing: if you're in Florida, you're not next to all that destruction. All you know is that this guy saved the planet. Yeah. From a race of hostile alien invaders. He saved me in Florida. He saved our whole country. He saved the world. And yeah, a city had to get halfway demolished, but he saved me and my kids and my family and everybody I know. And he saved
3: that 747, you know, and yeah. yeah, in the real world, if if out of nowhere, we don't have a history of Superman, some alien came about, had the powers of Superman and maybe he did some good things, but we also know some of the devastation things. Because you know, talk show hosts and different opinions would go in because they make money off of it. There would the the fear level would rise to such a degree because even if he could be good, what if he decides he doesn't want to be? That would be overwhelming.
0: Yeah, he'd have to earn trust.
3: Yeah, over time, yes. Um,
0: and then there's the idea of this whole there's kind of this man-made messiah thing which i thought i thought was kind of interesting too where they're talking about we've built him into a messiah <laughs> like, we're we're counting on him we're not that's all we're counting on and so there's some interesting ideas the problem with the interesting ideas in this movie is that they aren't given time to breathe they're 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 there they're said oftentimes they're they're actually said out loud but they aren't given a lot of time to to breathe because we have to get to the the fighty at the end.
3: um, I agree. I I thought there were some really cool themes. I don't feel like they, they, they delved into them. And I think that there was too much in the movie. He had all these different storylines, which didn't give a lot of room for some of those themes that you're talking about. Then to be like, for instance, in man of steel, I really love the moment where Superman goes into the priest. It's like one of the few, well, a few movies where there's a spiritual moment, and it didn't sound completely atheistic or stupid. It was like, oh, I could, I could see a pastor saying what they just said to him.
2: I, I don't remember that part. I don't know if you can elaborate a little bit more. Well, it was the one.
0: It was the part in the the church where he's having kind of a crisis, and then in the background behind him, you actually see stained glass windows of like Christ in Gethsemane. And yeah, it was. It is a strong moment. It is a strong, strong moment, and a very quiet moment in a very loud movie. <laughs>
3: um, and and this is the where his Zack Snyder's visuals usually lately in movies when they try to. Do a spiritual thing. They put generic visuals in the background, so you don't have the cross and stuff. In this one, the cross was strongly like over shoulders, and they didn't hide it. It was a mm-hmm. it was a very um, they didn't hide that part. So that part I, I did like. Um,
0: any any other thoughts about some of the ideas and and themes and messages this is bringing? And then uh, from there, let's we'll do some ratings, and then I have my our final. Our final returning guest.
1: I just think it's really cool that in this movie, there's a guy who willingly lays down his life for the salvation of the world.
2: Uh, And then is buried. Oh, we didn't get to talk about It's not a spiritual salvation of the world, though. Oh, no, No. I didn't say that.
1: But the physical salvation of the world from being destroyed by an all-powerful... I know who the guest is.
2: Hey, Steve. I know know who the guest is, too. Yes,
0: yes. Steve. Yes, Excalibur. Excalibur. That was, that was pretty awesome. They, uh, Doctor Jace, have you seen Exc- Excalibur? I don't think so. Okay, and I know you haven't, Evan. You told me you haven't, but mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of the movie, right after, well, right during that whole opening sequence where there's no words, so the yeah. first word of the movie can be Martha, which we found out why later on, uh, because Martha is a p- pretty important. Uh, element that we need to remember but on the marquee of the theater it says Excalibur
3: opening Friday Yes, Excalibur wasn't supposed to be yeah. Mask of Zorro or well no or it's it both
0: it, they this is where they kind of layer on and this is something I, I don't uh, Zack Snyder doesn't let things breathe you know so Mark of Zorro, of Zorro I think was the movie they were seeing yeah. which is uh, that older movie but then Excalibur 1981 that's coming next Friday you know and it's it sets the time but also I think sets some of the theme of what they're trying to do with that movie Excalibur is about King Arthur assembling the Knights of the Round Table. It goes through right. the whole Arthurian yeah. cycle where he gets killed. There's the idea of the lance that ha- that Lance has, uh, mm-hmm. Lancelot rather. Um, now Batman, Dark Knight, Superman yeah. is he the Arthurian guy? I mean, Batman he might be Lancelot because he's using the lance. A lot, a
2: lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow! But That's they're so bringing
0: strange. out these ideas, and in Arthurian legend, and in especially Excalibur, you have um, Arthur die. He dies, but then they get the, or he's dying, I should say. And as he's dying, the country is dying, Britain is dying, right? And they bring him the the Holy Grail, and and as and then as he starts healing, the land starts healing. And I think that they are trying to draw on those themes as well because there is – you have a friend fighting a friend. They weren't friends yet, but the good guy fighting good guy. Batman striking down Superman. Uh, Superman using the lance to strike down the beast that's going to destroy everything. And I, there is a definite a – definite, uh, if it's not a one-to-one correlation, it's a one-and-a-half-to-half correlation between the ideas and themes of Excalibur and the ideas and themes of Batman versus Superman. Now uh, just one caveat Excalibur. I don't recommend it for everyone, but if you like longer dry movies that jump around from scene to scene without a lot of exposition in between, wait a minute, (laughs) maybe there's another connection between Excalibur and Batman V Superman. So, so Dr. Jace in In Batman movies and Superman movies, I don't know if we'll do a whole long list, but do you place this up high? I I don't think you do, but um, do you place this above the Schumacher movies where we got Burton, Schumacher and Nolan Batman movies? And we've got the first two Superman movies, the second two Superman movies and Superman Returns. Where do you put them in in that
3: idea? I, I would put this. I would actually put this, the original Superman movies first because they're awesome. I would put Man of Steel third. I would put Superman Returns fourth then this one only above the last two superman three and four (laughs) nice yeah um i i would say that um for batman movies uh the dark knight trilogy and batman 89 would be at the top with batman returns being after that and then this would be Actually, I would Batman Forever would be before this one. The only one this beats out is Batman and Robin. Oh man.
2: Wow.
0: Uh Evan, you want to do the same, please? Okay. Um You don't have to do the whole list, but you can kind of give us an idea where this would fall. Okay.
1: Uh It's it's at the top. <laughs> <laughs> of both lists? Yes. Okay, there it is. It's
3: at the Evan, top. Evan, Evan, you <laughs> yes. are dead to me. <laughs> you are dead to me. From now on, anything you say, I'm going it's going to have a slight twinge to it. I go, "I agree with you, Evan, but I can't respect your opinion based oh on this gosh. one thing."
1: No, but listen, listen though. Okay, here's 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 I'm going to justify this just a little bit. All right. I was going to put it right below Superman 1, but I just watched Superman 1 the other day, and I realized I'm really bored by most of it. I love it. It's a classic, but <laughs> I like like the, the, the 30, 45 minutes in the smack dab middle of that movie. I love it. But the the first half drags a lot, and then as soon as like the missile thing starts, I'm just kind of bored. You're not
0: you're not helping your case here.
1: Yeah, with, I know. With Dr. But uh, Chase, okay, but.
3: so that's a generational thing. It's generate. If there's not quick edits, I don't like it. No, I mean I lo- I love
1: that movie, but I have to put this one above it. I just love this one so much more. Um, and then I I love the I love the Nolan movies, but I'm just not a big fan of Christian Bale Batman. Ben Affleck just blew him out of the water, blew him out of the water, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah.
2: Steve.
0: Yes. Where do you put it?
2: I would say the original Superman movie, the original from 78. Yeah. Would be number one. And this would be like one point one. And then.
0: (laughs) So number two, it's still number two. But yeah, number two, I guess.
2: But, but close. The only reason why I would put the original Superman above this one would be because I think without that one, we wouldn't have what we have now. Agreed. So not that I think it's, it's a better movie just taken side by side, but what it means to – movies in general is without that one we wouldn't have this one so i can't
3: steve i'm i'm heartbroken i thought what? if there was ever a time that you and i were going to agree it was going to be on this thing
2: this wow. question
3: here huh i am i'm not gonna be able to get sleep tonight i'm i'm i'm
2: really I'm sorry not. <laughs> i not really
3: okay wow you sound like christian bale
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> i'm not batman
0: oh wow so did you do your batman movies though Where does it Uh, fit in
2: there? Of of all the Batman movies, I think, uh, and this is funny because I've seen Ben Affleck in so many other things that he didn't do it for me as Batman. Not that that's his fault; it's more my fault because I've seen him in too many other things, and I have more of a a different sense of Batman. Okay, so that's my fault. I can't hold that against him, Um, but I think. That as a movie, as a story, this holds up better than um, any of the other, uh, you know, Batman uh, groups of movies that we have out there.
0: and Especially th- in the Dark Knight. <laughs> For me, uh, as far as the Superman movies go, this one, I would put it as third. Man of Steel is right after this, but Superman 1 and 2, just because I love them so much. I, I can't I, I can't place this above them and there's enough wrong with this that that I can't and it mostly I think comes down to characterization of Superman in those first two movies really for me then for the Batman stuff um, this one's up there you know the Nolan Batman stuff it's up there in it's circling around with those three Batman movies those three Nolan Batman movies I think that Dark Knight is still number one. And and then this would be in number two or number three slot, but I, I don't know exactly where. So, wow. hey, uh, can I bring in our our final guest here? Are you yeah. guys ready? Yes.
2: Now that started, I know who it is, you yes. figured it yeah. out. Okay. We, we yeah. all got it. Yeah.
4: Hello, it's me again. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time.
0: Hey, Shazbot, how you doing?
4: <laughs> Doctor Jice, Steve, Ben, who is the new guy? Yeah, that, that's Evan.
1: That's Evan. Hi, yeah. Shazbot. Yeah. It's, it's an honor. <laughs> it's been a long time, though. It has Shazbot. Been.
4: Boy, oh boy. So much has happened since we last spoke.
0: You want to give us just a brief update, maybe?
4: Well, we built our fourth child. And male <laughs> childbot1 and female childbot1 have both graduated from high school. Female childbot has changed her name to Veronica and now teaches English as a second language to robots in Brazil. Male child bot lives in our basement and plays video games mostly. He is still dating Vicky from Small Wonder and he proposed but she will not marry him until he gets a job.
0: <laughs> Smart girl. <laughs> awesome. So he, he's currently unemployed is what you're saying.
4: He had a job as BB-8's assistant on Star Wars The Force Awakens. But now that it was such a huge hit BB-8 fired my son and hired Joey Botnik, the body double forgot in the remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still. Sigh. Hollywood. Am I right? Yes, Yes, you are. yes.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, when you don't breathe, you have to um, vocalize, right? Yeah. Uh, So we've been talking about what we thought about the new Star Wars movie. You've brought it up. What do you think?
4: What did I think of the new Star Wars? I thought it was wonderful. Exciting in all the right places. Oh, and C-3PR's red arm. That was recycled from my second cousin. May he rest in peace. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, he's not dead. He just gets terrible migraines, so he needs quiet places to map. Also, he has 30 arms, so...
0: <laughs> so, the big question, what do you think of Superman and Batman?
4: Hmm, Batman vs. Superman. Let me tell you, overall, I liked it. I loved Henry Cavill's performance as Superman. It was the most robotic Superman ever. very realistic portrayal of a robot living among people
0: (laughs) you realize he wasn't playing superman as a robot right
4: he's not a robot well that changes my reading of the movie
0: (laughs) well thanks for coming in Chazbot. we appreciate it
4: well gentlemen it's been real and it's been fun but it hasn't been real fun (laughs)
2: oh oh zing hey Hey, dr jace
0: thanks for making time man to come and and hang out with us and we're this well this isn't last time
3: you're you're coming back back. but But, um also just catch you guys up um as i was talking Shaz, shazba congratulations on your addition we have an addition on the way Awesome. And um we have our third one on the way. It's going to be a boy, so I'm going to have two girls and a boy. So Oh awesome. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. And anyways, good to hear you guys and good to talk and give you guys a hard time and now I need to go pray and fast for <laughs> for your souls and your taste. Um but we'll have to go from there.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure uh I'm not sure what the timing will be for the next time you come in, but yeah, it is Always a pleasure. Really appreciate we, you making the time to this time around. Yeah. And
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice to meet you. You too, Evan. Next time, maybe we meet on <laughs> better pastures.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, all like all my <laughs> predictions about how this is going to go. Totally wrong. I ended up agreeing with Steve.
3: Yeah. We ended up on the opposite sides of the board. Look, so, weird. so Evan, so Evan, <laughs> the fact that you're agreeing with Steve, does that make you really question things? Cause it, it might, it might need to. See but That's I'm all, but see Ben agrees with me also
1: so it's a paradox. It's weird, do.
0: yeah. Uh and I already knew how Evan was going to react simply because I sat next to him and I recorded a podcast already with him about this movie. But you guys Steve, Dr. Jace, you guys switched on me. I totally thought the things I was going to hear Dr. Jace say were the things I heard Steve say. <laughs> the opposite for oh my goodness See,
3: i th- I think wow. he's biased i think he went in because they like dc so much that they went in with a warped bias and it totally they compromised their normal sensibilities because of that love for oh, dc for Evan, yes i'm not yeah, i'm not a but, dc
2: guy yeah. i'm a marvel guy
3: hey be quiet don't ruin my theory <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh sorry all right
0: well guys uh let's give a final word and and then we'll shut this thing down
1: uh steve high skype five what what good job <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that meant i
3: didn't
1: hear
0: that i he gave himself a high
3: five, five with yeah. steve high, high sky, sky five. five high skype five high skype i got five. i got you oh, i got you high Evan. there you go oh, ben, ben and steve need to catch up that's all right yeah yeah they're a little bit they're a little bit older so <laughs> wow takes them a while sometimes high skype five <laughs> Wow. I love seeing, you, love talking to you guys. I enjoyed it. I always do. And um, my final word is, Dark Knight is still better. <laughs> Although I will say, I think Ben Affleck is a pretty good Batman. He might be the most. Uh, if I were to envision Batman and Bruce Wayne, he, there's few people I could see that looks that role more than he does. So,
2: Steve, I'm going to try out a new uh, a new ending thing here. Like you have got your little thing. All right. To everyone, you can just tell me how what do you think of it, okay? So this is it's it's classic, sci-fi slash animation slash all that cool stuff. And it, if you if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But I'm gonna try it out, okay? Okay. Big Ten Zark.
0: <laughs> Not many people are gonna get that, but I do.
2: <laughs> I totally do we'll see how it works that's my last word big 10 zark
0: and i want to <laughs> big
2: Ten. Yes.
0: did you know i named a character after zark in time flies
2: <laughs> i think you did yeah
0: yeah i spelled it uh, x a r q yeah but yeah <laughs> and all i have to say is thank you for listening everyone and godspeed you've been listening to the strangers and aliens podcast hosted by ben avery steve mcdonald and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at alienscom or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again...